Hello friends and welcome to Offbeat Grad. My name is Sam. Welcome back to another episode of low effort content. Um, today I'm going to revert back to that lovely quiz I posted on Instagram and I'm going to choose not the second most chosen thing, but the third because I actually didn't like the second. So I've just decided you all are wrong and I'm just going to talk about what I want to talk about. But anyway, before I begin, I wanted to say that I hope everyone's doing well. Um, I hope we're all social distancing. Currently, I myself um, have gotten to the point where now I'm listening to the Twilight soundtrack, not just one, but all of them combined, on repeat just throughout my day. And by listening to the soundtrack, I mean I listen to two songs and I just shuffle through them until I get back to them. So it's a good strategy for me. That's how I can really, I can just track my mental health based on what I'm listening to. Also, what I'm watching, and I've been watching some depressing garbage, so if you want to be depressed, you just follow my example. But anyway, um, we're doing fine. I actually secured an apartment in Seattle, and by secured, I mean I paid money over the internet, but I don't know what's happening, so that's all we're going to get. And (laughs) that means I'm moving soon, so I will update you on the state of this podcast. Most likely, I'll end up needing to take two weeks off because I'm moving to the other side of the country and losing my mind. Um, But I will hold off on making some rash decisions about that because who knows what's happening. Anyway, today I wanted to take a trip down memory lane with y'all to talk about content mills. And content mills are something near and dear to my heart because I started writing for content mills back in my college days and I used to convince myself that this was a good source of employment. And that's just the level of delusion that very few people can reach, so I'm very proud of that. But most of all, I just wanted to talk about why they might be a good option now, which I a part of me died with that sentence, but they're easy jobs. And even if you're not a writer and you have no idea what you're doing, this is a great way to dip your your little pinky toe into freelancing because there's no strings attached. It is the wild west out there. Um, if you have no fear of losing 30 minutes to several hours of your time, then why not try them? So what is a content mill? It sounds like it's somewhere you go to churn out content, like Mima churning out butter on the farm. And it is. So it's the it's like an online platform there where businesses usually will go and they'll be like, Hey guys, I need 50 articles about paint chips. And you'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll pay you five cents for the whole thing. And someone does it, and that's the magic. And then the paint chip company will come back, because it's never that easy. They'll come back and be like, actually, this is wrong. I'm going to pay you nothing unless you revise it to put the keyword, green plants are my favorite thing in the world, 50 grammatical errors within that sentence. And you have to fill that in that article about paint chips um, 57 times, but you have to do it a very specific way. So it makes grammatically no sense. Um, but then that's your problem when the, when the client gets mad. Anyway, I'm just trying to say that client content mills are frustrating as heck and they're not a good way to make money. But anyway, they might still be relevant. So let's talk about it. So content mill is an easy job to get online uh, if you're writing, obviously. The mills, like the companies, they're usually in short supply of writers. Um, It's basically just like a revolving door of writers because they pay horrible. Like like one cent to five cents is the average and five cents being like best case scenario. 
but most likely anywhere between three and four cents in my experience is where it's at. And the issue with that, it's not inherently bad. I got paid pretty low, like four cents a word for a while, and I actually made pretty good money, but only because I was I'm a churner. I churn out that content. Um, but if it was complicated content, and some of it requires a lot of research on these content mills, then this is a waste of your time. But some of it isn't. So let's talk about why it's not. So what are the risks of content mills? The first one is the saddest. Um, they could hurt your reputation. Uh, basically, you're going to write some weird crap and you're going to be like, do I want my aunt to Google my name and find this? Probably not. Um, even worse, you probably don't want future um, clients to search your name and find this and be like, why did she write about paint chips for like 30 years? I'm just not seeing the correlation here. Um, you don't want it. And a lot of times the websites that hire people through content mills are not, they're not grade A. Let's just say, not to say they're shady, like this is a legitimate way to find content. I understand the need, but at the same time, I'm no one's, no one's, <laughs> this isn't doing anyone any favors. This is not Pulitzer Prize winning work. Like it will not appear in the New York Times. Let's just make that clear. So you don't really want um, your name associated with it in most cases. I would suggest um, just ghostwriting. Most of them are ghostwriting, so you don't have to worry about it. But you can also specify to people on the app that you would prefer to not have your name associated with it or give a fake name, a byline, a pen name, a nom de plume, nom de plume, hello, I, I love speaking other languages, um, <laughs> and just try to avoid using your name because no one needs it, um, but you usually do need to use it to get your identity verified because a lot of these content mills are very strict about you being from the United States or Canada or like another English speaking country, which is sort of crappy because the pay is garbage, so like you would think that they would be more open, but anyway. Um, also, they're not worth your time <laughs> a lot of the times. There are instances where you find something in your niche that you write about really naturally and you don't need a lot of research, and then it, it is very much worth your time. Why I think we're in like a weird time in history is because so many people are temporarily out of work, so it actually might be worth your time if you're literally doing nothing else and you want to spend maybe two or three hours a day working on content rails and that the rest of the time maybe finding new clients or updating your website or working on your own projects totally cool, but you need to set some boundaries so that you don't just end up giving all your time away for like pennies. And then last but not least, I've discovered that some of the pickiest clients ever are on these content mills. They have the stupidest requests. I find that they're generally not very experienced with working with like quality writers or freelancers, um, which is obvious by how much they want to pay. And they expect the world for like nothing. And they have some really ridiculous <laughs> ideas of what makes writing good. And I've had a lot of clients who will argue on like grammar and stuff, even though theirs are clearly wrong. Um, just a lot of nitpicky stuff. Like I had someone once attack me over the way I spelled WordPress because I, you know, WordPress is I can't even spell WordPress. It's the word word and press, but the P is capitalized and I didn't capitalize it. And you would think that I insulted this person's like ancestry line, like that I went back and was haunting his grandmother or something. The way he was treating me about this was insane. And you just get these picky clients and they're very needy with their their things like on certain content mills you're required to use like certain keywords you have to place them very specifically even if they're super weird and they're really picky about all kinds of stuff and it's just a drag so keep that in mind however content mills are a good way to kill some time 
as we said, some people got a lot of time, um, make a bit of easy money. So if you do find those sweet spot gigs, it is, it's easy money. <laughs> That's the truth. Also, you can grow your portfolio. So if you're just getting started with freelance writing, you have no experience, you have no writing samples. This is actually a pretty good way to learn what you're interested in writing about. So you might learn more about like which niches appear to you appeal to you, so to speak. And also you can just get a little bit of some samples going on. So I'm not saying you're going to win a, a prize with the work you're doing here, but if you have no samples, this is a good way to get samples. And then finally, it gives you a feel for working with clients and just writing in general. So if you've never freelanced in the writing world and you don't know what clients really expect or like how to write for the web, this is a really good way to get a feel for it and see if you even like it. Now we'll talk about the list you have all been waiting for, and it is my wonderful <laughs> list of content mills. So I've only tried one of these personally. A lot of them either didn't exist when I was in college, which was like a long time ago, or um, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was like four years ago, but I was writing like my second year in college, and so it was a long time ago at this point, and they really come and go fast, and they evolve really fast. So I don't want to give anyone any perspective that I don't really have. So the first one and the only one that I personal experience with is Text Broker, which is only open to people in the US. When you apply, you have to verify your identity, which takes a few days. I've heard they had a backlog right now, but I don't really know. And you have to take like a writing test and then I don't know how they how they judge you on this. I really don't. I got four star writer. The top is five, which is very rare from what I understand, but it's not even really worth it. So don't get hung up on it. And basically you get paid based on your star level. So I was a four star writer. I got paid four cents a word, which was fine. Um, if you're lower than that, it's going to be lower. And then once you're on there, you can access gigs basically on all kinds of topics and there's a lot <laughs> and it, since I'm a four-star writer I can access four-star ones get paid four cents a words and it's pretty straightforward I actually had a pretty pleasant experience with um, text broker you can cash out every Thursday and there's no minimum so it's actually pretty easy um, my biggest tip is to only look for longer pieces like I wouldn't even work on anything that was like under 700 words because it's not even worth the time usually by the time you get the basic research and then like put the work into it um it's not worth like five bucks um so look for longer pieces and then try to do several so like if you work with the same client often i would try to do as many projects within like their little submission niche as possible because usually they were on very similar topics so you could like crank them out really fast um, I actually used text broker recently, um, after last summer when I broke up with my biggest client, RIP, um, I had a lot of free time and I just was like in between clients. I was actively seeking out new clients and new projects, but in the meantime, I like filled my time a bit with text broker and you know what? It was fine. Pleasant experience. 10 out of 10 would recommend. It's not great, but it's pretty good. So I really recommend text broker actually, if you've got like some downtime and you just want to try it, who cares? Just, just give it a go. Next is constant content. I think I'm saying that right. But anyway, this one's really popular on Reddit with freelance writers. Um, the freelance writer board, they talk about it all the time. So must be okay. I assume from what I've read about it and seen it, it's very similar to Text Broker in that you can fulfill different requests, but there's also another feature where you can post your existing content like for sale. But note that constant content takes 35% of that, so you only get 65, so 
sadness. But if you have a lot of free time and you have some pre-written articles that maybe you don't really need for your own website or you just want to see what happens to them, you can go ahead and list them. You can name your own price, which is a pretty good feature. But at least when you were first getting started, I would sort of price out the market and see what the going rate is and don't try to do anything crazy because it is a content mill and people are trying to get a bargain. But it could be a good tool. So you know what? Just give it a go. Who knows? And then another one I saw is scripted, but I, I've never heard of this. I just saw it a lot with some Googling and I was like, hmm, but apparently they only have a 2% acceptance rate, which sounds confusing to me. And then there's a starting rate of 10 cents per word, which sounds fake, but I, I'm not really sure about this. Um, but you know what? You got that free time. Do what you got to do. So 2% acceptance rate tells me that they're pickier, obviously, but I'm not sure how much work they have at this price because that just sounds a little ridiculous for me so I'm having a hard time understanding but you know what we'll see <laughs> another one I saw is crowd content which is also really similar to constant content I love how they all have the same name and you can basically post gigs on there or like post your work directly and then you can actually there's like a marketplace where you can find in-house editors and project managers and they'll, they'll pay you through this so I guess it's like a mini upwork I'm not sure entirely what that means but the pay is not great I guess I mean it's it's 1.2 percent two cents for one star writers and it goes up to 6.6 .6 cents for four stars so I guess pretty similar to Hexbroker maybe a little bit better um and it, the bonus here is that if you consistently do quality content and like you're always on time you can actually earn more money so you can earn either like an extra cent to like an extra seven cents per word which is pretty cool so um, I'm, I think that's neat. Um, finally, another one I saw is writer's access. So I've heard of this a lot. There's two different types of categories here and you can start either in the basic marketplace, which is between three and eight cents per word and you're paid once again on like your star rating. And then there's another one, which is where you sort of work directly with clients. So I assume you would need to have like some kind of relationship with them through the marketplace first. I don't know. I've only used Textbroker. Um, they all seem pretty similar in the pay range. Um, I'm wondering how hard and more how complicated it is with finding work um, and whether you need to like build your portfolio similar to Upwork. I don't know. But ultimately, <laughs> while I would suggest working a little bit on content mills, if you have the free time, I would even more suggest that you try to find like a content agency to work with directly. So this is what I did long term for a long time. I actually got hired, quote unquote, as like a contractor through a content writing agency and this was a great way for me to just find consistent work. The pay is never going to be as good as working with clients directly because there's like a middleman but it is really easy because you don't have to worry about negotiating with clients all the time and then you sort of have like a set of editors you work through and it's just really consistent. So if you would prefer something more consistent and you have access to, to a lot of different marketplaces, I would recommend looking for a content marketing agency. You can find some locally um there's so many and especially right now I, i'm guarantee you they're hiring remote workers but also i used to use a specific like website for this and the website is probloggers.com they have a job board and they always have a ton of content writing agencies on there so i would highlight looking at those and that was <laughs> my very long-winded rant on content mills i have a love-hate relationship with them i've heard a lot of freelancers just trash talk them and i totally understand why obviously, but I do think there's a time and a place for them, and if there ever was a time and a place, it was right now. So if you find yourself out of work a little bit, you got nothing else to do, you're tired of staring
staring at the wall. Um, why not work for a content mill? And I use the word work for very loosely because it's not consistent or reliable, but it's something and that's more than nothing. <laughs> anyway, I hope you all have a very productive week. I am going to finish up my own work and then that'll be that. <laughs> Follow along with me on Instagram. Hopefully I'll be sharing some news about my move. If you're interested in how to coordinate a very long distance move, check that out. If not, I'll talk to you next week. Bye!